Hello, this week on Talk CDL, everything from the new clearinghouse deadline date to trucking companies shutting down and lots of fun on Talk CDL. Enjoy the show and thank you. You know what sucks? Shopping for truckers insurance. You know what sucks more? Not having it. You want to know how to fix that? Call 800-347-5373 and let the trucking insurance experts at Rev help you get the coverage you need without breaking the bank. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner operators. Whether local, short haul, or long haul, Rev Insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget. From liability damages and cargo to workers' compensation and surety bonds, Rev has your back while you're out there on the road. Call 800-347-5373 or visit www.revinsurance.com. That's R-E-V-I-N-S. U-R-A-N-C-E dot com. That's 800-347-5373. Rev Insurance knows truckers because they only work with truckers. Hello, drivers. Troy here with Talk CDL. If you are looking for a new trucking job, try NCI at 844 844- 311-7076, mid-sized carrier taking on solo and team company drivers, fully loaded with benefits, fully loaded T680 Kenworths, fridge, freezer, APUs, so much to name. They'll also take on a few lease operators, and they'll also take on a few student drivers if you've graduated from a trucking school. Call NCI today at 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. Tell them Talk CDL sent you. Thank you. Hey, truck drivers. I want to talk to you real quick about an invention that was invented by a trucker for truckers. It's a tool called Magnus Stop. Basically, if you want to slide your axles hassle-free without needing any help, it's a little four by five inch tool. It utilizes a pin and a magnet. Crazy simple. I'm surprised nobody ever invented it before. Anyways, you merely stop, get out, pull your pin, put your Magnus Stop device in the hole right beside the hole you want it to stop at. Then you either pull forward or you back up. Magnus Stop stops you exactly where you need to be stopped every single time. It's durable. It's very affordable. It's $49.95. If you mention Talk CDL online in the promo code, you get $10 off. So it's now only $39.95 for Talk CDL viewers, which is an awesome, awesome deal. Magnus Stop is the tool you need today, and you can get it at magnastop.online that's m-a-g-n-a-s-t-o-p dot online check it out and let us know here at talk cdl how that product is working out for you thank you oh and it's also free shipping and handling it doesn't get any better than that thank you very much enjoy the show action ruthann can you give me a quick count One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
Okay. I mean, that sounds good if you actually talk into the mic. Anyways, we're not, this won't be on recording, so you, you, you can just talk normal. You could say, I love you. Um, Troy, I think you're hot. All the stuff that you always tell me, you can just go ahead and do that because I won't be putting this on the uh, air. Why are you watching a girl getting her pictures taken on the TV? Then I had the YouTube channel on our big screen <laughs> and it's continuous video playing. I honestly am truly am not watching the chick. I'm not. I like her dress. Yeah. Well, you can like her dress. All right. Here we go. Ruth Ann, here we are in the studio. Talk CDL. Yay. No, listen, seriously. We're ending 2019. And if you want the truth, I'm glad. Goodbye, 2019. I I agree. It it was not a great year. But Talk CDL had fun. Oh, I always have fun. Yeah. It just wasn't really the greatest of years. Well, here's the thing about 2019. and, And think about this. It was an odd number. How many trucking companies went out of business? Too many. A, a lot. And the big one, obviously, Celadon. But you know who else went out of business in the beginning of the year was uh, New England Motor Freight. They're a really big company, obviously, from up in New England area. The uh, What was that company that just went out of business the other day? GDS. 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 There was another one that started with an H. And GDS never gave any explanation. They just kind of like shut it right off. They shut the doors and everything. The... Um I don't know if it was the recruiting manager or one of the, one of the managers that sent over to all the drivers that says that they were shutting down for mis um, misuse, like mismanagement. Poor management, was. yeah. Mismanagement, and they weren't able to get any explanation. But the guy that ran GDS also ran another company. Um, he had something to do with another company, so who knows? The guy that mismanaged it. Runs another trucking company. I think that's what it said, or was he was he did like he he's one of those people that start up like he'll go in there, start a company, and then move on. I want to tell you something. It, it's funny you say that. I knew I I I, I know his <laughs> name. I know it's because my my mind's going five thousand miles an hour. But listen to this. There was a a guy. He was from. I think Iowa, JT knew him, our buddy JT from up there in Iowa, mm-hmm. and his name was Gene something, I think. He actually is part of a trucking company that's going right now, but this guy was, he literally ran three or four other trucking companies. I think he might have been involved with Burlington Motors. Remember them? They went out of business. Mm-hmm. But anyways, this guy um, has been a part of a lot of unsuccessful trucking companies, if you know what I mean. So honestly, there are... People out there that are in the trucking industry that if you look at their history, okay, they're not the best trucking managers. Yeah, I mean, they, they I mean, unfortunately, in every industry, every kind of company, you will have people that really just don't do a good job. The thing is, is if you're one of those people, don't trash, don't, don't take it to the limit to where there's, there's no turning back for, for survival for them. I mean, Celadon, the reason they filed the chapter 11 is so that they would be able to still operate. Why they ended up not doing that and then shutting the doors. And then I guess the Canadian base, there was another issue then with the Canadian base of it. So, well, and they, plus they had some 38 year old guy running yeah. the company. The two, there was, Who does that? Who, I mean, now you know that this is what I was reading. You know the guy that actually, uh, I almost said invented, but the guy that started <laughs> Celadon, he died, I think, in 2016. Supposedly, this guy had this 
these these guys, Celadon actually, even though they're a big student company, they actually won a lot of awards. Trucking Company of the Year uh, with some big award. They really actually had it. They were actually like an icon in Indiana. Then flash forward. What are you doing, a selfie? Flash forward and you have a 38-year-old guy running a multi-multi-million dollar company. Not saying that a 38-year-old guy isn't capable, but in all sincerity, I don't think a 38-year-old guy is seasoned enough unless, of course, he is the one that actually developed it. What do you think? Well, I, I, I wouldn't say that a 38-year-old guy couldn't control a company mm-hmm. or run a company because right. if he, like, you will use you as an example, you were brought up in the industry. So if a person knew the ins and out completely, not just with the driving, but with the, um, the whole aspect of maintaining the tractor and how you would go about on like just every single thing of it, not just a a little bit about it, but if they were totally involved in it, I think they could run it. There's a person that we're looking at interviewing and um, that was one of the things that he's done. He's part of a family that is in the trucking industry. He went and went to college to try and do business management so he can better operate everything. So, I mean, like if you're a person that's been involved in it, you might be only, heck, even in your 20s. It doesn't mean that you can't handle it. It just means that you need to make sure that you know what you're doing. And if you are failing at it, don't run it to the ground. Give it an opportunity to be brought back to life after you leave. And I agree. But obviously this guy... Couldn't do that. He he no. ran it into the ground. That's, I mean, it's that's it's greed. all too common. Exactly. Sometimes temptation is not good when you stick it in front of somebody that's not as well seasoned. Now I know who you're talking about. You're talking about this young guy that was brought up in the family business, and that says a lot right there. You were already groomed by your family, and then they send him to college to even learn more about modern business techniques and everything. That which is an all around. This th- their whole purpose is to make their company grow better. That's probably a company that cares about their drivers. Obviously, and I'm going to tell you truthfully, I don't believe because uh, I've talked to a bunch of the Celadon drivers on the last couple of days when when it, when it all got announced, and I had truck drivers I was talking to, and they literally said to me, some of these Celadon drivers, they go, "So we are going out of business," and I'm like, "Dude, it's all over the freaking news." It's these. It was already on the major news networks, and I had truck drivers that were saying, "Okay, so it is official. Then we are going out of business." Like, like well, they, they were the last to find out that's because a, that's Chapter BS. Eleven gives you the opportunity to operate still, and that's what Celadon did. Is they filed a Chapter Eleven, not a Chapter Seven. Chapter Seven means you must close your doors. Chapter Eleven says that you can still operate and bring yourself back, and that's why a lot of the drivers were probably confused because. They were under the understanding that they could still operate. Yeah, but here's the thing. Just like they said on the news, once you filed Chapter 11 and, and every creditor is after you, which Celadon had every credit, didn't matter. The creditors, from what I was told, um, literally companies that were using Celadon to you know pick up freight, they were literally calling and canceling because they didn't even want to be involved in the the BS that was probably the landslide that was coming behind that announcement, their, their own shippers and receivers were going, 
all right, we're done. Don't, you know, we're canceling everything. Well, here's the thing. There was, there was a, a two-year investigation done from like, um, not two-year investigation. There was, in 2017 is when the two main people in Celadon were okay. taking the money. They were, they were evading. They were like stealing, <laughs> you okay. know? Yeah. So this whole two years or not, I keep saying two years, but these two guys kept doing this and this year long investigation for it that had a huge impact on what happened with Celadon and taking them down out of the business because they couldn't pull ourselves out of it. All the funding, if the creditor or not the creditors, but the companies that we use them for their freight, they were probably more afraid of the trucks being seized and their freight being with it. And then they'd be out more money because now their merchandise is wherever the Celadon tractor landed and the trailer. That's a good point. So I would do the same thing, honestly. I, I would be protecting my merchandise. That even if I had that person hauling it, I would still want to be protecting it because even the insurance. So do we know if they're going to jail? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that, the whole thing with the with them them two are. So there you go. If you're an ex Celadon truck driver um, and you're going by the prison, if you want to stop in and visit the ex CEO, is it a CEO? Is that who it was, or or whatever his title was? He was the main guy running it. If you want to stop in and say hi, shake his hand, you know, bring him a cake with a file in it or whatever, stop in. Or a noose. Or, or a noose. <laughs> Because that's how you'd probably feel at that time. You don't want to break them out. You probably want to kill them. <laughs> Those guys go to country club prisons. I don't. I, I, nah, I, most on. of them do, but I don't know. It's there right now with um, they have so much that to pay out. I mean, they honestly do now have to pay out for. I think it's five point four million or billion that they have to pay out to. Um, is it Canada? I don't know. Yeah, workers. Oh, okay. They they got the go ahead to to pay the the truck and rightfully so. I mean that's one of the one of the things that just it's so upsetting when a when a trucking company goes out of business. A lot of times the guy that was doing the work he doesn't get paid. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a real kick in the teeth, you know. And most truck drivers, I would say the majority of them are trying to do the right thing, take the truck back. Because they don't want it on their record, they don't want it in their yard. They, don't, you know what I mean. And then, of course, you're gonna have a couple that are saying, "I had one guy's like, I think I'll just take it home with me until they pay me." You know, um, you know, it's it's such a an emotional time when you know, hey, my last two paychecks are sitting back in an office where people probably don't have the money to pay me, but yet I'm out here still driving for them and trying to do the right thing. So. Well, GDS, when they shut their doors, mm-hmm. the staff inside, right? there's four drivers that still were not home for Christmas, and they literally made sure those four drivers still were able to get their tractors because they shut the fuel cards off. The company did, so they couldn't get fuel. So there was, two, there was a total of four drivers that were, were stuck. Two of them um, were able to kind of immediately, but before everything got finished off those two left and went home and then there's two more and those other two the next day were going to be able to go home so i don't know what they did with their tractors but as far as i know they were actually taking their tractors with them or doing something with them to get them home are, are you saying the company took care of them or did or the company did not well the company they shut off the fuel cards but the people that were working with them 
like the staff. Like a dispatcher or something? Mm, okay. They were making sure that these drivers got, I don't know if they were funding it or how they were doing it, but those, the, the, so the staff was making for that the making sure that those four drivers got home for the holidays because I don't know if like I said I don't know if they were I think they were, they took their trucks home with them and and so let's 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 get off this this one segment because yeah, I really so, wasn't going to talk all this you, you well, got me going yeah well I but listen I just want to give a little piece of advice you find yourself in the situation of a trucking company going out of business and you know you're probably not going to get paid at least right away, I would, my advice would be do the right thing. It really would, um, take the truck back and, uh, just make it, get an agreement that they're going to at least give you a ride home. But other than that, I, I, I think you're better off just getting their truck back to them and then moving on. That's really, even though it might sting a little, I would say just do the right thing. Always, oh, do, yeah. the, always do the right thing. Well, the driver, the one driver that they interviewed, he did, he even said he said that the company was telling them that payroll was still processing their last the last paychecks. So cool. I mean, so what do you got in trucking today, Ruthann? I mean, we we didn't even get started yet. Yeah, I know, and I got holiday head. So yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> we haven't we haven't made a podcast in weeks, and you know, it's funny. People are messaging us on Facebook saying, "Hey, we need podcasts." So it's, it's nice to hear that. I mean, I'll thank. I want to say thank you to every everybody you. that that has been sending us the emails and the videos and the thank yous. Uh, you know, from new truck drivers to to guys and gals that have been driving a long time. We get really kind emails, and of course from. You know, other parts of the country or the of the globe. Gary sends me updates all the time. Yeah, our Australian connection. We've He's got a, a guy in Germany that sends us. I mean, it's just it's just a really, really a warm welcoming, and we'd like to say thank you from Talk CDL to everybody and Merry Christmas. A, Merry Christmas and, and Happy New Year. Soon to be, Lord willing, a Happy New Year. So, what do you got? What do you got for us? Okay, so there is a former Tennessee trooper indicted on bribery charges. They don't go into a whole lot on everything, but he evidently had three mechanics, uh, companies, you know, like three shops, couldn't think of the word, that would help him or bribe him or offer him money for him referring truckers to go to their shops to get repairs done. Oh, and then would he ironically find things wrong and give them yeah. a ticket and say, you got to go get it fixed? Uh-huh. Oh, I know a, a place right down the street here. They'll take care of you here. There's, there's their wow. card. Here's, yeah. And so how'd they catch him? Um, I'm not exactly sure on how they caught them, but it took place. The scheme was taking place from January 1st of 2015 till December 31st of 17. So for two years he was doing this. Um, he was, he was actually left go in September from the Tennessee highway patrol because of gross misconduct is what they were saying. But they don't give a whole lot of detail as far as like how much money he might have made or, um, you know, any specifics on what kind of stuff he would always flunk. Because he was a, he was um, he was actually doing the different like he would when he would t- pull over the dr- the driver, he would like say, oh, you've got this light out or you got this or you got, you know, like nothing major like a DOT inspector. Was he, so he wasn't a DOT inspector. Oh, OK. But still, he was causing people to have to go 
He worked at the way station on I-81. Sorry. Well, then he, he did, was did, DLT. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See. Okay. That's all right. Well, yeah. I wanted to say, yeah, he was, but I came out. No, he wasn't. So sorry. sorry. Well, you, you're, you're in holiday mode still. Yeah, okay. So he was a DLT. So mm-hmm. here's, here's the way I look at this. It's just another piece of crap that's scamming the working man. Okay. Somebody else is trying to dip their hand in the trucker's pocket mm-hmm. and now it's and and you know what? We just had Trooper Hoover on from Indiana. In fact, we're gonna make Sensei sure Sensei's gonna be very upset yeah, hearing gonna, this because he's like, he's a he's the opposite. He's a guy trying to help truckers. He pulls them over and 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 he'll literally show them what they have wrong. And a lot of times we've seen where he doesn't give them a ticket. He's like, listen, man, I'm just want to help you. Blah blah blah. Show them what they're doing wrong, unless of course it's gross misconduct with 55 uh, violations. But now you got a guy in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Using his badge to influence truckers to go, and of course the garages were all giving giving him kickbacks, is what it sounds like. Yeah, but listen, to I'm gonna I'll read the whole thing because I know a lot of drivers like when I read the whole thing. It says a former Tennessee Highway Patrol trooper that worked the way station on I-81 in Greene County, Tennessee, has been indicted for allegedly accepting payments for truck and trailer repair for business referrals. Ray Lee. Doublefield Jr., 48, was charged in an indictment on November 18th with three counts of conspiracy to commit bribery of a public servant as a Class C felony and three counts of bribery of a public servant, a Class B felony. Court documents allege that Stubblefield accepted bribes from three repair shop owners, Jerry Lee Messinger with Mountain View Truck and Trailer, Billy Wayne Weiss with Bill's Repair Shop, and Anthony Joe... Ooh. Grogdick, Z-G-R-O-D-E-K. He deserves that name. Three. Go ahead. The third, with reliable truck and trailer repair. The scheme allegedly took place between January 1st of 2015 and December 31st of 17. Bristol, Virginia-based NBC affiliate reports that Stubblefield was with THP since 1997 before he was fired in September for gross misconduct. He is due back in court on January 10th. Now, here's what I have to say about this. The guy from 97, he was with them for almost 20, well, pretty much 22 years. He was getting ready to have his pension soon. If you think about it, I think it's 25 years. He was years away from having his pension. The cop was. Yeah. Because it's only like 25 years, I think it is, that they, before they get their full pension in. I heard he's in trucking school now. He's going to be a trucker. <laughs> Try for Swift. <laughs> no. Sorry. Oh, there goes that sponsor. <laughs> See you, Swift. <laughs> no, um, but go ahead. So, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, truly, here's a guy that literally is... Yeah, it's, I tell you what, they're always scamming the working guy. It's just, it's disgusting. It really is. And, and you know, it's bad enough that people have a problem with cops. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, you know, there's a lot of good cops. Let's say that there really is there a is. lot. There's a lot of good cops that are. There's really, a lot more good than there is bad. Well, there is a lot more, but it, the problem is when you get that one bad guy, you're all, it's like, if you go on YouTube and just type in cop shoots suspect, right? And, and you see this one cop that does something stupid, and that, all of a sudden, you're hating cops. Well, that's you know? because you know, the, the, the bad stuff is always out there for, for the view, then it is good stuff. I mean, even now, and anything that goes on in the world, you're going to see more bad than you are going to see anything good, because the bad is what sells. Now, here's the other thing. Are you, did you drink a lot of caffeine today? No. You seem pretty amped up. No monsters. 
today. No Red Bulls today. I had one. You got all bug-eyed looking right now. You're all like buzzy looking. Because I wanted to get this out earlier and I didn't. So now I have to get back to it. But these three repair shops that Mm. brought, what are they sending? What kind of message are they sending out? Hey, yeah, we're really legit company. We're just bribing a cop. Well, in all sincerity, I hope they go out of business. If they were also taking advantage of of these guys and I'm... You know what? Let's just move on. Honestly, I think we're going to beat that horse. It's you know what? That cop is he? You know he probably didn't go to jail. He probably just got fired and if or whatever. So I'm riding my horse out. I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. Next thing. Did you know? Which I actually didn't because of the holidays. Did not even realize this. But there were some shootings going on. <laughs> what in the United States? No, in tr- of truck drivers. Go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. So. There was up in Jacksonville area, there was a double shooting where there was two drivers shot. Truckers? Yeah. I just said drivers. Okay. So several truck drivers have recently been involved in highway incidences, including a double shooting involving multiple truckers, a trucker who was shot at while driving and two truckers arrested for attempting to smuggle illegal immigrants. Yeah, that one was a bad one. So... The two people were shot, one fatally at a pilot truck stop in Baldwin, Florida, near I-10. Really? Yeah. That's weird. That's what I'm saying. It's like I never, I didn't even notice. A local news report from Jacksonville says the shooter was later shot by a police after driving a tractor trailer a short distance along the interstate. Was he a trucker too, or did he just steal the truck? I think he just stole the truck. Police were called to the pilot on US-301 after the shooting when they found the two victims... Officers soon found the shooter's rig. Oh, he was a driver. Rig on the side of the highway and began to approach the truck. The report states as officers approached the truck, gunfire came from the cab and missed the officers, but it hit a patrol car. The officers fired back, injuring the driver who was transported to a hospital with critical injuries. You may find this hard to believe, but not every trucker is a good guy. Well, I mean, kinda, it, it, it is what that. it is. And, you know, we support all the good truckers. You know that. And, you know, I'll say this. Uh, you know, I had a guy, you know, we get a lot of messages mm-hmm. from truck drivers, obviously. <laughs> and I had one send us a message today. And he said, I just got out of prison. And it was for sexual mm. crimes. Do you know of anybody that will hire me? I. And, you know, I was nice. So I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not here to, you know, browbeat anybody. But, you know, here's a guy that's in, he's, he's in trucking. And he's got, you know, crimes of, of uh, you know, sexual crimes. I don't know what they were. I don't know what, what sexual crime it involved. But, you know, here's a guy that's legitimately now looking to, you know, drive for somebody. And I told him, I said... Dude, I don't know of anybody that will pick pick you up. I mm-hmm. said, if you want to come on the show um, and talk, I'll, I'll bring him on the show and 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 uh, let him plead his case on the show. But I really seriously doubt that uh, anybody, you know, that's of any kind of a good company is even going to pick him up because most of them are afraid, you know, if something happens in and their insurances truck. don't let them. And so, and it's no different. You got a guy up in Baldwin, Florida. Mm-hmm. He's got a CDL, and he ended up killing another trucker. I'm a postal. What did it? Did he have like a uh, uh, 
an assault rifle or what? what it, did, doesn't it doesn't say. say. No, it doesn't say. But he ended up getting shot and killed by the cops. He got critically injured. He was in the hospital. Critical. He was critically injured. Wow. Um, the next thing that happened was by Lexington. Um, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A driver decided to cut off a pickup truck. And when he did that, the pickup truck was pulling a small trailer. And he got a little on the road rage side and decided to shoot the driver of the semi. It hit the cab but never and came in the cab but did not hit the driver at all. Then the pickup truck flipped. They're still actually, at least at the time of this, was still looking for the driver of the pickup truck. So That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So he shot, the bullet went into the cab, mm-hmm. but somehow in his rage, he lost control of his vehicle, flipped. No, he didn't lose control of his vehicle. Well, you said he flipped. Yeah, he turned around and went southbound instead of northbound. <laughs> right. Well, he probably... He lost, well, roll. he lost control if he flipped. No, he didn't flip. He he did a U-turn. Oh, you mean a flip <laughs> flip. Okay, he did a flip. He did a flip. Okay, I get it. It's like when I said, let's do a flip and head the other way. Yeah. Okay, It's. I thought you, it sounded like you said he flipped. Well, maybe I said he flipped. He flipped his lid if he's driving and shooting driver. Okay, so the guy didn't have a rollover. He mm-mm. just flipped and, and mm-hmm. rocked out of there. Right. Did the guy have a dash cam? Did they did they get his license? Obviously not. They got they got him on video, mm-hmm. but they were not able to make out the license plate information off the truck okay. or trailer or anything like that. So yeah. they're trying to find out a little bit more information. So if anybody can find out, it was near mile marker 141. You have tired voice. First you sounded amped up. Now you sound tired. You know, like when someone started, they got, they got that. More, I got a headache. Uh, all right. So anyways, the next one is about drivers being arrested for smuggling immigrants. That happened just this past month or this month, which the one we, we did do about, which was the one that had only five in us truck. This guy last week decided to try and bring 70 immigrants. I hear you get 10 grand a head. That's what I'm serious. That's what I hear the going I rate is. I don't care what it is. Well, what's this 10? guy had 70 human beings mm-hmm. in the back of his trailer. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how, you know, tight it would be. Do you know how much 10 grand times 70 is? No, I'm too stupid. No, I'm serious. I think it's $700,000. So, I mean, I'm, what I'm getting at is... Is it worth it? Well, some mm-hmm. people, some people are like, depending on the risk, it's like... I mean, personally, there's no way that I could do it. I'd be like sweating my... I, I'd, I'd have a heart attack. It wouldn't be worth it. Well, this guy was from Laredo, and just, or at least it happened in Laredo, where he was trying to bring the, the 70 humans across. So, but anyways, moving onward, mm-hmm. he um, he's not doing that now. No, he's going to be locked up. And you you know the automatic penalty, if you ever get caught smuggling human beings in a vehicle is automatic. The first thing is automatic. Never, ever get your CDL back. It's a um, 100% uh, lifetime suspension. So would you ever, like, steal money from your sibling? No. If he's had a company? I, I No, no. Well, this guy did. Yeah. This guy. A uh, no, he, him and his brother, he worked for his brother. This one, this guy's name is David Martin. Martin Trucking out of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, Bessemer. He, this guy here, Martin, is 74 years old. And he's got to now pay his brother back, who is William Martin. 
$15,000 plus $136,000 because David was charged. He pled guilty, thank gosh, for four counts of forgery in August. And he was at first going to be charged with 400 counts, including 268 of forgery, 124 of unauthorized access. He was stealing money from his brother through the company. What company? Martin Trucking. I just said that. Out okay. of Pennsylvania. Oh, Mar- oh, Martin Trucking in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think, are they in drums? No, Bessemer. Bessemer. There's, oh, man, I, I, I know that company. I think they have light blue trucks. I'm telling you, I know, I know that company. I don't know what color their trucks are. It's not telling me. Yeah. But he was embezzling money. They, they discovered it in 2016. And they were both owners? Is that what it was? Well, I know William was the owner. Mm-hmm. Martin or David just kind of worked for him. And he was stealing, taking money out. Well, you know, that's the, it's just human beings. I'm doing their thing, honestly. Now, they did own like a train station and certain other things together. And how much money did he get all together? Um, all together, it's not saying exactly mm-hmm. because he, he, like he had multiple houses and things like that. Like there was a lot of stuff, but he had... Um, 124 unauthorized credit card transaction totaling around six hundred or $6,000 just in his personal use alone. So, yeah. I mean, he was just constantly 134,000 for 73 checks that he decided to write out for himself from the company. Just little stuff. But, and if you're a truck driver working for that company, you got to ask, do they have any money left? Oh, the brother's just taking it. Yeah. So what else you got? I just clicked it off stupidly. <laughs> I was going to let everybody know that the clearinghouse that's is a, is good. is going to be um, January sixth. In 6th? effect, in effect, January sixth. That's 6th. the deadline. Yes. So here's the thing: if you are an employee, you do not have to register as an employee. Your company is supposed to do all that. But if you like, you're working for a company, like say you're working for Celadon, right? Celadon Close, now you have to change companies and you're going to Swift. As you're going to Swift, that's when you would have to register because Celadon was supposed to be the one registering you. So when you leave the company, then you have to register it okay. as an employee. All right, so this, I'm just trying to understand this. Let's say, let's leave Celadon out of it. Well, I, Let, I had to think of another way. Let's say... I'm working for Swift right now. Mm-hmm. Swift automatically is going to be putting me in. Right. But let's say on January 7th, I, I go to Schneider. Do I have to put my name in again? Well, that's the thing. As If, if Swift got your name in there, then no, you wouldn't. But you have to do it because what happens is when you leave the company you are, are needing to then give the clearinghouse the permission, that, that legal slip, so that's why you have to register with it so that all companies then can pull your records. Because if you don't give that authorization, then there's no, no way to do it. So that's what the purpose of you as a employee is putting that in there for. 
you're giving permission. It's so a form. the first time you put it in there, you're giving them lifetime permission to Correct. check your records. Mm-hmm. So then if, so the next time your name gets put in there ever is probably if you fail or refuse one. Well, that's what the main thing is, is that it's the start of showing the fails and the refusals now. Um, now, if you are an owner operator, you have to do it. Or if you, um, if you are a lease purchaser or a, basically what you would consider your own authority, anything like that, you have to do all the filing on your own, which at that time you're supposed to already be having the consortium too. So you're supposed to have that information also. So what they're trying to do is make sure as owner operators, you're doing the correct way of, of having it also. You know, I said years and years ago, I was talking to a guy who was safety director at Schaefer Trucking. Him and I were talking. This was like 15 years ago. And we actually were, we were talking about that then saying you need to have a one pool where all drug screen failures go into mm-hmm. to where there's no hiding it. And see, that was the issue. But the big issue was lawsuits. And, and protecting people's rights at the time. That's why it's all, you know, up till now, it was this, okay, let me send the reference over, and then I got to make sure the driver signs that release and blah, blah. See, now, this is, this is the one thing right now that is now going to be um, hurting the driver because as a driver, this is what, from what I understand, I don't know if you've read this, but let's say you go to Joe Blow's Trucking, right? ABC Trucking or whoever. And let's say they only have one truck. But you're obviously, like you just pointed out, there's also a thing called the drug consortium that you're legally supposed to be a part of. So now let's say your driver gets pulled in for a random and he fails the drug screen. And at one time, mom and pop trucking company might not have reported that. Okay. But... Now, the drug testing place, they are now obligated to take that guy's name and put him into the clearinghouse because they all have to be DOT registered. So it doesn't matter if somebody wants to try to hide it from you or not. All the medical, from what I understand, like Concentra, all the medical testing places, they are now the ones. Well, they're all linking together. Yeah, they're all linking together, and they are now obligated to put your name in. So even though, and I, from what I understand, when you would fail a drug screen, they are the ones that would call you, and they would, they would be the ones that give you the information. The doctor would. Mm-hmm. But now, not only will he be calling you, but he's now also the guy that's obligated to putting your name in that pool. From what I understand. Well, here's the other thing is, well, even with your physicals, the, the driver, the company is, or not the cut, the medical doctor is linking the, the physicals that you're doing mm-hmm. with. Correct. The, but it's not, they're not all linking properly. But with this thing here, the clearinghouse, that's what they're working on doing. The other thing is that the clearinghouse is, is trying to resolve is, you know, how drivers will go. And if they end up flunking, they don't go and do the, get the certificate and, and go through this, the SAP program. And this is what they're trying to alleviate. If a driver failed it, say it was a year and a half, two years ago or whatever the case might've been, but they never completed the SAP program. 
that's what this is trying to do also is make sure that they have a legal SAP certificate on file too to show that they did complete that and not go to some Joe Blow drug and alcohol, whatever. They, they're trying to make sure that it's all gone through yeah. one. Oh, I get that. But I'll tell you the big thing really is is every is nobody's going to hide their drug screen failures Mm-mm. anymore. No, you a- can't. After January 6th, um, unless you have a doctor that's on the take, you're pretty much screwed. You piss wrong or get a hair follicle wrong. And that's the other thing, just so you know that. They're right now contemplating where hair follicles are going to be now mandatory also. Mm-hmm. And we already have, there's trucking companies that use hair follicles, but they can't use that hair follicle. They have to follow it up with a urine sample because DOT does not accept a failed not hair yet. follicle. Yep. Not yet. But when they start, that's when it's really all going to break loose. So it's getting worse and worse and worse for truck drivers. And I'll tell you who's really, it's, it's ironic that all this is going through right now and more and more and more pot is being deemed legal mm-hmm. by the states that stay in your system longer which m- makes drivers tempted to smoke a little weed, mm-hmm. okay, and you still are not allowed to have it in your system as a CDL. No, federally, driver. it's not accepted. Right. So I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of federal tra- overrides the state. I'll tell you, drivers, there's a lot of traps out there for you. Best thing to do is just stay away from the crap and keep your nose clean. If you're going to be a CDL driver, I'm telling you right now, don't, don't contemplate it. We've we've uh, we've talked to drivers that are trying to press. Because they're on their off time smoking it and blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, these the feds ain't going to play around and the trucking companies will not hire you once you fail it. Mm-hmm. 99.9% of them will not. No, you have to look at it as, as the fact that you do not want, you're a professional driver, no matter what some of them would look like or how many jokes we want to make on some of those drivers. You're still a professional driver. You've gone to schooling for it. You've gone and passed many tests for it. You're not stupid. So when it comes to taking any form of drugs, even if it is on your own time, you have to look at it from that point of view. Because if it was your child out on the road with someone that wants to smoke pot, or your parent that is out on the road with someone that wants to smoke pot, or your wife, or your anybody. You have to look at it from, you have to pull yourself out of that situation and look at it as, would you want that happening to you? You, you brought up a good point there. I never even thought of it that way, Ruthann. A driver goes through a lot of testing and spends a lot of money to get that CDL. And, and many of them work the next couple of years and they work their brains out being gone from their family, working mm-hmm. their ass off. It isn't worth one day coming home and your buddies fire up a doobie with you. And and I'm telling you, I've talked to truck drivers that said, listen, man, I hadn't smoked pot in 10 years. I was home for a Christmas party. I got high. And literally my first day back after vacation, I got a random. Mm-hmm. Now, they said, how ironic was that? And that's how I ended up failing the drug screen. I'm telling you. It's just like God made green little apples. You're going to get caught eventually. It's mm-hmm. just not going uh, to happen. It's not worth it. Instead of smoking pot, just drink three beers. Yeah. Kind of get the same effect. Yeah. And, and stay home when you drink the beers. Listen, that CDL is your golden ticket. Mm-hmm. What else you got, Ruthann? Be safe out there, drivers. Are we done? We're done. We're done tonight. Yep. Man, I wonder how this is going to sound. You were amped up. Mm. You were amped up. I got, actually was getting excited. I actually have... Um, 
a pod to like a, an actual subject that we're going to do then too. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So let's get out of here. Everybody, we appreciate you. 2019, we should be putting out one more pod. So this will be going up here and then you should hear us before the new year rings in. Merry Christmas. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.